Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You're hearing an argument from the Democrats. Kamala Harris tried to make it the other day. Generations of women were raised with this right. What they're trying to tell you is we can't undo this because it's always been there. Now, it hasn't always been there. 50 years does feel like it's always been there for most people, but it's not always been there. Certainly, it wasn't around at the time of the Constitution or else they would put some mention of it in there. Now, yes, people are going to start calling, well, it's certain herbs and certain, you know, remedies and, and poisons or whatever. And I get that. I get that there's always been a way. If you are bound and determined to kill a baby in the womb, there's always been a way to do it. I, I get that. But there was no mention of this in the Constitution. What is mentioned in the Constitution is that all powers not delegated to the government of the United States are reserved to the states or to the people. And really what forbids a state from doing something is when the Constitution says no state shall. So when it says no state shall, when we ratify an amendment to the Constitution and it says no state shall, that means no state shall do whatever it is they're not supposed to be doing, like passing laws that say women can't vote or something. But as far as abortion goes, that is a, a state purview. But, but anyway, the line we're getting now is... We have to preserve this while Republicans are making progress on saving lives. What? Oh, yes. Where have we heard this argument before? Think about it for a second. Where have we heard this argument before? They're saying that MAGA is radical. These Republicans are radical. They're trying to change something that's always been there. What does that sound like? When the Democrats say that, come on, say it with me, say it with me. You know, it's on, it's right there on the, you know what I, you know, slavery. The Democratic argument on preserving slavery is the same argument on preserving unfettered abortion. It's always been there. This is all we've known. We have to hang on to it. You can't make progress. (gasps) There's that word, progress. To save lives. Remember Joe Biden said, come on, man, if we could just save one life. Yeah, hold my beer. Radical Republicans are making progress on saving lives. The Democrats, now they're telling you it's going to have economic implications. Oh, you mean like slaves now having to be paid a wage? That's the same argument they made back then, too. The Democrats made the argument that the slaves were free. And we're no longer providing free labor. They would have to be paid a wage that would have a negative effect on the economy. It's the same argument. So when you gather on Birthing Persons Day, I mean Mother's Day, and there's some timing here. There's a group called Ruth Sent Us that apparently has given out the addresses of conservatives on the Supreme Court with no condemnation from the media or the Democrat left. Every one of you who's listening to this program has not been aborted. Every single one of you who's listening to this program has not been aborted. You are currently alive. That means your mother gave birth to you. Now, if your mother, I, I, was, I was in the womb during the debates over Roe v. Wade, 
1972. I'm adopted. I could have been snuffed out. Maybe some of you think I should have been snuffed out. I could have been thrown away like a piece of garbage. Without a name, a proper burial, I would have just been medical waste. But anyway, but anyway, if your mother wanted to abort you but couldn't because it wasn't Airfingers, quote, legal, that might make for an awkward discussion. Ma, what do you think about this? <laughs> if, I had, if, I, if I had other choices to make, but all of you listening right now have not been aborted. So when you gather with flowers, breakfast, maybe kids, even grandkids that you, if you're a birthing person listening right now, a mom, you didn't abort your kids. My wife didn't. We have three kids. We, we didn't abort anybody. Maybe we should have this discussion. And if it comes up, did, did you want to abort me? Did you ever think about it? You're here. You're alive. You want to know who the most pro-life crowd is? Babies. Babies are the most pro-life crowd. Babies are pretty amazing. Admittedly, I think most of us in the modern era would have a hard time going back to even 100 years ago, the way children were birthed. But babies are pretty amazing. They're born to survive. They're born to survive. You know, maybe we should have a new saying. You know, there's an old saying, guns only have two enemies, politicians and rust. Babies only have two enemies, Democrats and, uh, I don't have to think of the other one, Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. But the, uh, the group Ruth sent us doesn't seem to understand that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not in favor of Roe v. Wade. Oh, sure, she was in favor of abortion. You know, that's, that's, I'm not trying to confuse anyone with that one. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was in favor of abortion. Hell, she probably w- would want to attend them with a bowl of popcorn. But she understood that having nine unelected people poorly decide a case, and she considered it poorly decided, would leave it vulnerable for being overturned. You know what she actually preferred? You're not going to believe this. And I quote, My criticism of Roe is that it seemed to have stopped the momentum on the side of change. Wow. On the side of change? Well, this is from the University of Chicago Law School, 2013. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg offers critique of Roe v. Wade during law school visit. My criticism of Roe is that it seemed to have stopped the momentum on the side of change, Ginsburg said. She would have preferred that abortion rights be secured more gradually in a process that included state legislatures and the courts. She added Ginsburg was also troubled that the focus on Roe was a right on privacy rather than women's rights. Roe isn't really about women's rights, is it? Ginsburg said. It's about the doctor's freedom to practice. It wasn't woman-centered. It was physician-centered. But either way, she thought the argument should be made in the states. Do you know what conservatives are saying right now? That the argument should be made in the states. So in other words, the group Ruth sent us and the Democrats are not with Ruth. Ruth was not in favor of a weakly argued, poorly decided, easily overturned court case. She wanted to see the states take this up and bring it to state legislatures and even state courts, but not the Supreme Court and not under this guise. She was actually involved, if you read the history, as an ACLU lawyer. She was involved in a case also at that time in 1972 
of a military nurse who was on deployment in Vietnam who had gotten pregnant. And allegedly and supposedly at the time, the, the military gave her two choices, have an abortion or be discharged. Ginsburg fought on her side. She thought that was a better basis than what was playing out in the courts in Roe v. Wade. So likely as a justice, she might have shocked the left-wing world and not supported it. And by the way, there were no women on the court when Roe v. Wade was decided. Now there are three. There'll be four in September. Wine to 695, Patriot 9572874. But right now it's considered acceptable. There is an anger brewing at the Supreme Court. The fences are up. The U.S. Marshals are investigating the leak. And now Democrat activists, fueled by dark money, have now sought to dox and bring violence to the homes of Supreme Court justices. Here's the low-lying fruit. Very, very easy. Very, very pablum. It's rudimentary. It's a simple paste. Baby food. If the Supreme Court was now deciding on a case that would fundamentally, without actually repealing the Second Amendment, because it can't be repealed through the courts, but if through the courts came a case that was in the Supreme Court, starting in the states, California, New York, New Jersey, that if voted on, would fundamentally end the right to keep and bear arms. And this was now in the Supreme Court with a left-wing majority. And a draft opinion from Sonia Sotomayor had made the argument, based on whatever provisions of the argument were in it, can't really make them myself, would fundamentally strike down the Second Amendment as we know it, which actually is in the Constitution, unlike abortion. And if a conservative jurist's clerk, let's say a clerk working for Brett Kavanaugh or Sam Alito, leaked this draft opinion, and with January 6th already, well, it's not really in the rear view, it's every day in Washington, according to the Democrats, if protesters begin to show up, and they have to put up a fence around the Supreme Court. And a, uh, a group popped up. Not the NRA, not Gun Owners of America. Maybe uh, Washington sent us, meaning George. General George sent us. And started giving out the names and addresses. Well, we know the names. Gave out the addresses. Perhaps even the schools. Where children of the justices attend. How do you think the media and the Democrats would approach this? You think they would go, well, these people are just very passionate about their, their civil rights. No, you know how this would go down. Wine 695 patriot 9572874 We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.